0: Welcome to the North Sound Church Podcast. For more information about North Sound Church,
1: please visit our website at northsoundchurch.com. Did you ever hear about the preacher who (laughs) preacher who dreamt he was sleeping and where dreamt he was preaching, excuse me, and woke up and discovered he was? Um, That's a scary, that's a scary deal. Anyway, We are going to take just a few minutes together uh, this Christmas Eve. The writer of the Gospel of Matthew describes the beginning of Jesus' ministry by looking way back centuries earlier and quoting the prophet Isaiah. And these are the words that were quoted in Matthew, but go back to the prophet Isaiah. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And Jesus reaffirmed this idea that he was the light of the world when in John he said this. He said very explicitly, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. One of my favorite Christmas carols includes this recognition, the fact that this child is love's pure light. And the story of this carol is worth Telling, taking a few moments this evening to share it with you. In 1818, there was a band of actors that were going from village to village in the Austrian Alps in order to present dramatically the story of Jesus' birth. And they came that December 23rd of 1818 to the village of Obendorf, And on the 23rd, they did their performance, but they they weren't able to do it in the church of St. Nicholas, where the intention was, because the organ was broken, and so they ended up doing it in a private home. And after the performance was done on the 23rd, the associate pastor of the church, uh, and his name was Joseph Moore, was kind of in a meditative mood, and so he decided rather than walking straight home, he would spend a little time in meditation uh, around the play and the story of Christmas and Jesus coming into the world. And so he went up on a hillside and he looked down over the village. And in looking over the village and seeing that peaceful nature and meditating on the Christmas story he remembered a poem that he had written a couple of years earlier. It came to mind, and he thought it would be a beautiful way of honoring Jesus if it could be sung. And so he went the next day, Christmas Eve day, and he went to the church organist for St. Nicholas Church in Oberndorf. And he was able to ask him to be able to um, put music to this beautiful poem that he had composed. And so Franz Xavier Gruber was the church organist, and the church organ, again, was broken. So he took a guitar, and that evening, in the Christmas Eve service, played the original music to the poem. That had written by his colleague there at the church, and so on Christmas Eve they sang their composition to the little congregation, to the accompaniment of Gruber on the guitar. It was several weeks later when Karl Maracher came. He was the organ repairman, and he came to repair the church organ several weeks later, and he repaired the organ, and then he asked the organist to come and try it out, and when the organist came, Gruber came to play the organ. He decided to play the music for the song that he had composed that Christmas Eve. And the organ uh, repairman was so impressed, he took the song back to his own village and played it there for them. And there were two very musical families in his village, the Rainers and the Strasser's. And so having taken it back to them, they decided that they wanted to be included in their Christmas repertoire. And so the uh, Strasser sisters uh, took it to Northern Europe when they made their tours as singers in the early 19th century, including singing for Frederick Wilhelm IV of Prussia. And he was so impressed with the music, he said he wanted it sung every Christmas Eve in, by the choir in the church there in Vienna, the Rainers brought the song to the United States in 1839 when they sang it in front of the statue of Alexander Hamilton in front of Holy Trinity Church in New York City. In 1883, nearly excuse me, 1863, nearly 50 years after Silent Night was first sung in German, it was translated into English. And by 1871, it appeared in the first, for the first time in a hymnal by the American Charles Hutchins. It was the Charles Hutchins Sunday School hymnal in which it was recorded for the first time. Verse 3 says, Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face, With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Son of God loves pure light. He came to bring light. He came to bring love and joy and peace and hope as we've lit the candles in this Advent season This isn't the end of the adventures of this song, Silent Night, that we still enjoy today. Just over a hundred years ago, when World War I had started, and the British and the Canadians and the French and the Germans felt like the war was going to be over by Christmas, it was going to be a quick one, but Christmas came and there was no sign of the end of the war in fact it was going to be another 4 years before the war ended imagine this christmas time with the men being in these trenches with rats they were foul smelling they were frozen with water that had come into them they were they were a very miserable place to be and to live especially at christmas time when the suffering and the pain was so very real It was interesting when you think about the dreams that they must have had, those troops at the front of their sweethearts back home, of of their mothers and the wonderful Christmas dinner of goose or turkey that would have been prepared for them. And in the midst of that, on Christmas Eve, as it neared midnight, they looked across no man's land, this mud that was pockmarked with shells that had been poured back and forth and They saw a strange sight. They saw the bayonets of the German soldiers and candles were attached to those bayonets. And they saw Christmas trees being lifted up from those trenches. And then in the still of the night, they heard in a language they didn't understand a song that they very well knew as the German soldiers began to sing Stille Stille Nacht. And they heard the singing from the German lines and they began to sing in English, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. And eventually, from both sides, they got out of their trenches by Christmas morning. And they met each other in that no-man's land, and they exchanged gifts that they had had with them. They showed each other photos of their families back home. They played a football game, a soccer game between them. But by the end of the day, they returned to their trenches. And The next day, the famous Christmas truce of 1914 was over and the brutal war continued for another three years. Friends, this Christmas Eve, we find ourselves again confronting darkness. We've endured almost two years of this nasty pandemic. Our country is perhaps more divided than it has ever been perhaps since the Civil War. Poverty continues to touch millions. Would-be immigrants line our southern border. Russia is poised on the border of the Ukraine in what appears to be almost an inevitable conflict. China is rattling its sabers or its military jets over Taiwan in a desire to bring that freedom-loving country into its communist nation. Here, we have watched with dismay the people trying to get out of Afghanistan. And here in Edmonds, we find ourselves this last year or so with the sign wars around the political candidates and other things that have been taking place and a dysfunctional city council in which there has been altogether too much yelling at each other. We understand darkness. Friends, God has called us to be light in this beautiful city in which we live. And not only here, but to be light around the world. We probably won't do so in a big blaze of glory. But we can do it one light at a time, as one light has a way of dispelling darkness. This Christmas Eve lets each one of us commit to letting our light shine so that we will make a difference. Because, friends, light reveals truth. Light takes away fear. Light shows the way. Light dispels the darkness. Jesus overcame the darkness through light, and we are called to do the same. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this. He says, in the same way, in the same way as Jesus, who is the light of the world, in the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So tonight, together, we're going to light a candle, remembering that the baby that we honor today is the light of the world. And likewise, we commit ourselves to do more than curse the darkness. We will let our light shine and chase out the darkness around us. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. And Barb and I are going to take a moment and go down the aisles. And if you want to make sure that someone is on the end of the aisle so that you can get a light from the Christmas candle and then pass it on to others.
0: Sleep. Yeah.